So welcome to the very first episode of New Jersey Living, the podcast. So we are aiming these podcasts to take deeper dives into both real estate, general community kind of news, updates, features, you name it. If it's in New Jersey, if it's in the local communities, it is something that is noteworthy or interesting. We are going to dive into that here on New Jersey Living, the podcast. So Thank you for everyone who is already joining in from my YouTube community. You know my videos well if you've watched them. And this is kind of that next step so that, again, like I mentioned before, we can take a little bit of a deeper dive in to some of these topics we cover when I'm out on the road in the community filming. Uh, so today, this episode, we're going to really start where the basic first steps begin in purchasing a home. And that's with the actual lending pre-approval. So I have one of my partners, one of my primary uh, lending partners here with me today, and we're going to introduce him in just a moment. But before we do, just give a little rundown of who we are and what we do. Welcome to New Jersey Living, the podcast, where we explore all things New Jersey real estate. I'm your host, Corey Jones, a real estate agent with Coldwell Banker and team leader of the New Jersey Living Group. We're a team of experienced agents who specialize in residential sales in several counties ranging from Bergen County in northern New Jersey to Ocean County down the shore. On this podcast, we will talk to real estate experts, local business owners, community leaders, and town officials to get the inside scoop on various towns in New Jersey. We'll discuss everything from the latest market trends to featured local attractions with dining, recreation, and entertainment. Whether you're a current resident, prospective buyer or just curious about New Jersey real estate, we have something for you. So sit back, relax, and join us for a conversation about all things New Jersey living. So welcome again. And for those who are watching this for the first episode, please do click like. All right, subscribe to us. We want you as followers long term. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce my partner here. This is Patrick Nicholson. He is a loan officer with TD Bank. So I'm going to kind of let Patrick give a little intro, give a little background on himself, and we'll take it from there. Hello, how are you? Uh, my name is Patrick Nicholson. Um, as Corey said, I'm a mortgage loan officer with TD Bank. I've been with TD Bank for 21 years, um, wore many hats for the company, um, but for the last six to seven years, um, I've been a mortgage loan officer. Uh, mortgage has been my favorite sector of banking. Um, I like what I do. I, I, I love extending myself to the underserved community. Um, uh, basically, uh, uh, for, for me, I feel like home ownership is the foundation of wealth. A lot of folks don't think about investing, life insurance, or any other financial vehicle until they first become a homeowner. So for me, this is my favorite uh, thing to do since I've been in banking is helping folks get into their first home. Um, we have a lot of things that we offer, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, services and, 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 and products that we offer clients so that they could get into their first home. And... Um, I like the products that we offer our borrowers because, believe it or not, more folks afford home, uh, can afford to be a homeowner, but they don't realize it, you know. So there's folks out here renting when they actually can become a homeowner and keep that money in their pocket, investing in themselves. So uh, 
Corey, um, I'll give it back to you. If there's all right, now that ask. and that leads back to this kind of gives a little insight into where Patrick and I first met. So Patrick and I, uh, we connected. It was during the early phases of COVID um, here in New Jersey, and I had a client working uh, to get into a deal. And um, what was interesting is that this client had a mutual connection with Patrick and Patrick and I then connected and we started from that point moving forward, working several deals together. So to that point that Patrick just mentioned, I remember you mentioned how a lot of people don't realize that they're in position to buy a home, right? Um, A lot of people think I don't have the money. I don't have the cash reserve or uh, maybe they come from a scenario where there's not necessarily a history of home ownership, right? So that's, I think, one of the major factors when that mindset is not there of home ownership because maybe they did not grow up in that situation of having a home that was owned, right? Correct. Um, so um, we started working together, and you know, the more you have the opportunity to educate people on home, on home ownership and uh, the process of getting pre-approved to purchase one, people come to that realization like, wow, that's available, right? Or I'm, in fact, in a position to qualify for Right. So that's where our journey began early COVID. Um, and from that point uh, moving forward, there were some um, just very, I think, uh, significant products that TD has to offer that made it really attainable for a lot of people to get into home ownership. But um, Patrick also, you know, like any any kind of um, relationship that you have with someone who's kind of a consultant or a counselor or things like that. You want someone who's really showing they have the time and the investment, right? So Patrick definitely demonstrates that with clients and and trying to educate them, prepare them, and walk them through the process and not just – you don't want to feel like you're a number, right? Correct. I'm just another phone call this person has to take. And it's – you know, so that person-to-person interaction uh, was important to me because I want to make sure my clients are being well-served by whether it be an attorney or whether it be an inspector or – uh, a loan officer as well. So that's something that I saw in Patrick, you know, when we started to build our relationship. Um, but speaking to that about people being aware of their ability or, or readiness to uh, purchase a home, go through some of those basics that, that they need to be prepared for and look for when getting that initial pre-approval. And I emphasize again, the first critical step in owning a home is get the pre-approval. First step before Correct. you go on Zillow, before you go even to an open house and knocking on doors, right, get that pre-approval. Go ahead and give the basics, Pat. Correct. And you're absolutely right, Corey. Um, you, you hit some major points um, in your statement that you were making. Um, there are a lot of folk out here that are first-generation homeowners. Um, and for people that are first-generation homeowners, they need hand-holding. You know, you need someone that's going to extend themselves to you uh, to help you through this process because it can be a very tedious process. It can be very uh, 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 scary. You know, um, buying a home in in many cases is the most expensive purchase anyone will ever make in their life. You know, so you want to deal with a mortgage loan officer. You want to deal with a realtor. You want to have attorneys that has your best interest in heart. And that is to help you uh, obtain the American dream of home ownership. You know, um, it takes a special person <clears throat> to help folks that are first-time homeowners because when you don't know, <laughs> there's a lot of things involved, and 
You have to have someone that's going to hold your hand and tell you exactly what is going on during this process. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when you first, uh, uh, when you initially have the interest of purchasing a home, you do have to get pre-approved. Um, and there are certain things that you have to be aware of when getting pre-approved for a home. Um, we look at credit score. Credit score is a very important um, um, part of getting pre-qualified for a home. Uh, income. You have to have current income and assets. You have to have the funds for down payment and closing costs. But what a lot of what a lot of folks don't realize is it's not as expensive as you think it is. Um, as for instance, for down payment, there's programs out here where you can put as low as three percent as a down payment to get into your first home. Um, and that's even on a conventional product, right? And it's a conventional product. It's we have only. conventional products where you can put three percent down to get into your first home. And believe it or not, that 3% don't have to be your own money. <clears throat> I have plenty of clients that use grant funds to get the uh, down payment for their first home. Um, and there's also uh, products. Banks have products that will cover your closing costs, you know, or, or give a, a lender credit towards your closing costs. You know, so there's folks who are out here renting and they think that it's very expensive to get into your first home. But if you think about it, 3% on a $300,000 home, that's only $9,000, you know? Um, and then with, with certain special loan products, conventional mortgage loan products, um, you can use uh, uh, city grants, state grants, county grants towards down payment and closing costs. And um, for some of our products, our TD products, you only have to use $500 of your own money, and the rest of the funds can come from the grants. You know, so some folks get into their first home uh, for less money than it costs to uh, put your first secure, your first payment, your first month rent and security on an apartment. You know, um, so there's, there's services out here to help, and there's special loan officers and lenders that will extend themselves to show you how. Um, and I'm happy to say that I am uh, one of those loan officers that Corey and I, we've, we've worked well together with helping folks get into their first homes um, using this method. Um, so I'm, I'm going to jump back into just for a second. Yes. Um, one of the things you mentioned was credit, you know, credit score, Correct. right? Uh, and one thing that you definitely want to know as a consumer in general is know your credit score, right? Absolutely. Knowing your credit score, that's, that's like currency for you, right? Mm -hmm. So, do you want to know how much money you have in the bank? Absolutely. All right. So there are plenty of services to provide free yes. credit scores, right? You don't have to go and pay. You don't, you don't have to go and pay. And, and believe it or not, Corey, uh, folks think that you have to have perfect credit to get into your first home, but you really don't have to have perfect credit to get in your first home. Um, my, my minimum credit score requirement is, is a 620 to get into your first home. And we also have certain loan products where, you know, that's 620 will get you the same interest rate as a person with an 800 credit score. You know, um, banks, are, banks have become very creative in figuring out ways and very, you know, innovative ways in, in, in how to get folks into their first home, you know, because that American dream of home ownership, it's real. A lot of folks want to do that and they just feel like they, or, or uh, you know, they feel like that it can't happen, but it really can happen. I, I'm proof. 
You know, I, I use my mortgage loan products to purchase the house that I currently live in, you know, um, and 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 believe it or not, over the past couple of years during this pandemic, Corey and I put dozens of folks into their first home Many. as a team. I, I, I really value our, our um, partnership, you know, um, but. Like I was saying, let me get back to the credit score. 620 is the minimum credit score for our conventional mortgage products. And, of course, you've heard of FHA, you, you, the, the minimum credit score with my company, is, uh, uh, with the company I work for, is also 620. Um, and for those that are under, and this is uh, another important piece to really fully appreciate because we do encounter situations where you have someone who's had struggles, especially coming off of the COVID season. Yes. Uh, many people had bills that racked up. Many people had situations with jobs and with income. Um, so they find themselves in a situation where in some cases, well below 600. And another thing that I really appreciate, appreciate about our relationship um, that we've built Patrick and I, that is, is that um, there are resources out there that can provide assistance with consumers to improve your credit score. And some people's, their mindset Mm -hmm. is that, let's say just arbitrarily, I'm stuck at a 550 right now, all right, Um, of a credit score, right? If you're stuck at a 550, I have a a, a nonprofit organization I work with, a few nonprofit organizations I work with that give credit counseling and, and home ownership counseling. I could refer you to those counselors. I also work with a few um, uh, uh, credit repair people that, you know, reps that send their clients right back to me after they fixed them up. And it doesn't take as long as, as you think. You know, I've, I've, I've had a client come back to me two weeks later. I'm cleaned up, Patrick. Can, I, can, can you run my credit again and, and let me know if I qualify? Run the credit. They qualify. I pre-qualify them and send them straight to Corey. You know, so, um, you know, it's it's uh, these things, could you know, we could fix these uh, issues. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be as difficult as you think. It's actually not as difficult as you think. And that is the, the I think the biggest hurdle is the is the fear, the uncertainty and just the unawareness that despite a low credit situation or despite if you are um, in a situation where you don't have a huge cash reserve. All right. Um there is still means to which in a six-month period, just in a six-month period, you can, in fact, improve your credit to a place where you'll be well-qualified. The cash reserve piece, we can always look around to other resources because sometimes it's just a matter of, all right, let's plan a year out to build up that cash reserve to be at a place where you can cover. And as Patrick said, there's credits and there's grants that are out there that significantly reduce costs to be able to afford that home. Absolutely. So down payment, closing costs, mm-hmm. things of that nature can be substantially covered. Lender credits. Out there. Lender credits, right. So it's more of a matter of, okay, um, if I'm thinking about renting somewhere, and as Patrick said, uh, with making an initial deposit, think about this. If you're going to rent an apartment, you're going to pay first month's rent up front, Landlord is going to ask for another month, sometimes a month and a half of a security deposit. And if you are getting working with a realtor or that landlord has listed their rental with a realtor, that's another month's rent. So you're talking about three and a half, right? Three and a half times that monthly rental. So let's say your rental is $2,500, right? Mm-hmm. So you do the math. All right, now I'm coming up with over $8,000, mm-hmm. okay, for... Just to walk into a rental. 
Correct. Right? So you think about that compared to if you have assistance with lender credit, grant, program. I have a client, actually, Corey, that just closed uh, this past Friday. Uh, He and his wife uh, are moving into their first home. They only had to come out of pocket with $2,600 of their own money. Wow. $2,500 was their deposit to, you know, for the contract. Right. They received grant money from the um from from the uh from uh Camden County. Um they also received a uh, $10,000 lender credit from the mortgage product that the that the property and borrowers qualified wow. for. Uh so they 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 literally only had to bring in another $100 to the closing. So $2,500 was the down payment, basically the down payment out of their pocket. Right. Uh, but it was really an, their initial deposit. And then because of the grant money they received and the $10,000 lender credit with my um, loan product, um, they only had to come to the closing with $100. And what's wonderful about my um, product that comes with that lender credit is our client put minimum down payment for that product was only 3%, all right? Um, Our client was able to have more purchasing power because that product didn't have PMI or MI. Um, Explain what that is. So if you're a first-time buyer, you have no idea what PMI is. So if you're a first-time buyer, um, what most first-time home buyers um, usually use to purchase their first home, like when I purchased my first home, is the FHA mortgage. And the FHA mortgage uh, uh, comes with a mortgage insurance. You know, we call it, they call it MI. Um, years ago, they used to call it PMI. Um, you know. Um, and what do those payments look like? So, um, depending on, well, right now, PMI or MI is based on your credit score. So let's say you have that 620 minimum credit score that we require and you're buying a home that costs about $400,000. That MI could be an additional three hundred dollars a month, easily on your mortgage, right? Added to your monthly mortgage payment. All right. With my conventional mortgage products, since you don't, ha- since it's lender paid MI, and the, and the MI is not paid out of pocket, the mortgage insurance is not paid out of pocket by the borrower. That's an extra three hundred dollars that goes back into your mortgage bucket, your affordability bucket, which means you can afford to purchase a higher costing property or a property in a different neighborhood because now that monthly uh, uh, premium that you would have been paying in MI, you know, I look at it as a surcharge, but that monthly premium that you would have been paying in MI is now back in your pocket for purchasing um, uh, purchasing power. It, it allows you more affordability to look for a nicer home, you know, and that helps the realtors a lot. You know, another thing about... <clears throat> Our, our product products is um, sometimes a seller want or prefer a borrower to go with a conventional mortgage product because a FHA um, appraisal can be very uh, stringent you know so what we ha- with banks having these options conventional mortgage products low down payment, um, no MI, you know, uh, this allowed borrower to be looked at 
as a as a contender for the properties, especially in this market when there's a lot of bidding wars. You know, you, you want a conventional mortgage product when you're looking for your first home, you know, so that you could possibly get a shot at getting that home that you're looking at. You know, so um yeah, that 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 is some um um you know features and benefits of, of going with, you know, some of the products that's been out here to uh help folks get into their first home. And to that point about FHA and conventional, so this is something that uh definitely is a factor in from an agent that represents both buyers and sellers. I can say that sellers feel oftentimes a lot more comfortable with uh, a conventional product. Uh, and that's just the reality. I mean, at some, uh, at some point in time, historically, it was looked upon as, uh, and some still may, that FHA meant a lower qualified buyer, which is not always true. Some buyers prefer to go FHA because the rates are better. Right. So it's not uh, being FHA is not a reflection of how qualified a buyer is necessarily. Um, However, the seller in the back of their mind still thinks, particularly if the property is not newly renovated and brand new, bright and shiny. And they know that there may be a few repairs. There may be a few nicks and dings here and there where uh, an FHA appraiser comes through. And the FHA appraiser is very much different than a conventional appraiser, right? Could be the same appraiser, but just working a different job, FHA product versus a conventional. But FHA, as Patrick said, there's a lot more of a strict, stringent guideline as to what they will accept and what they won't accept. So what a seller does not want is an FHA comeback, an FHA appraisal comeback saying, hey, seller, you've got to correct these things right here. And they could be relatively minor, or they could be just a lot of little things that add up to a larger dollar figure than they want to deal with. Correct. And they know that if I have a conventional, I will not have to deal with those headaches. Mm-hmm. So when they look at a um, you know a, a, a batch of offers, they're going to weigh that. That may not be their deciding factor, but they're going to weigh that in terms of, all right, who's at what price point? What are the terms? And, what, and we're going to dive into that in a different episode in terms of what are the attractive features right. in terms of being uh, the best offer strategically. But from a finance side, these are some of the things that factor in. Well, another attractive feature about going that conventional product opposed to FHA, you know, FHA requires a 3.5% down payment. These uh, conventional mortgage products that, the, you know, these banks are, um, are, are coming up with, uh, we're only requiring a 3% down payment, you know. So not only are you saving money in EMI, you're saving money with down payment. You're allowed to use grant funds towards down payment and closing costs. You're 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 allowed to uh, uh, look at a, a nicer home because you can you have more for affordability. You don't have to worry about that strict uh, in, inspection. You know, it, there's just so much um, out there, and I'm just so happy to say that you know the banks they they're doing everything they can to make sure that everyone can obtain that American dream of home ownership. You know, absolutely. Well, Patrick, I want to thank you again for coming to join us. Um, again, this is our first dive in together on a podcast. Patrick will be back definitely because there's more to discuss. We're just tip, we're hitting the tip of the iceberg today, right? Absolutely. This is just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much to uh, talk about when it comes to this. Um, there's so many things that we can uh, do to help guide you and get you uh, and steer you in the right direction so that you can get the process rolling. You know, um, I'm happy to help. I'm a handholder. I, I, I love to extend myself to everyone, but especially the underserved community. 
you know, and um, again, I've I've been doing this uh, uh, for a while now, but I, I have a great team member and partner with Corey. I, I really appreciate everything, and I appreciate you having me on the show today, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to flash up Patrick's contact info right here so that if you have any particular questions or specific needs, you can always reach out to him. So I want to thank him for just taking the time because oftentimes – I will not always be able to get someone to come here in studio. And Patrick took it upon himself to be a part of episode number one in studio. So that's much appreciated. All right. So I want to thank everybody for joining today for our first uh, launch with the in New Jersey Living podcast. We will be back in another week. And again, I want you to please do click like, subscribe to us, follow us. You can find me also, New Jersey Living, on YouTube to find some of the episodes where I am right there on the scene in communities. I know there's a lot of real estate um, videos that are out there, but I actually take the time to go out on site to be able to film neighborhoods, properties that have recently sold specifically is what I focus on, but also some of the local attractions and features of these communities. So join me on YouTube. We're almost at 2,000, man. We're, we're close to 2,000 subscribers on nice. YouTube right now. So nice. um, this will be on YouTube as well. All right, feeding through the same channel. So thank you again, everyone, and I'll see you next week.